Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. America was prayed into existence. Without prayer, America would never have become the exceptional country that we are. We would never have gotten off the ground. There was a small congregation of Bible-believing Christians who had fled persecution in England in 1608 and moved to Holland, where they lived, raised their families, and worshipped God for 12 years. But even though they enjoyed a measure of peace in Holland, they knew it wasn't a long-term solution. Listen to some excerpts of William Bradford's description of their decision to set sail for the New World in 1620. So being ready to depart, they had a day of solemn humiliation, spent in powering out prayers to the Lord in great fervency, mixed with abundance of tears. And now, all being compact together in one ship, they were met with many fierce storms, so they committed themselves to the will of God. That was September of 1620. Two months later, November 11th, 1620, Governor Bradford describes, Being thus arrived in a good harbor and brought safe to land, they fell upon their knees and blessed the God of heaven, who had brought them over the vast and furious ocean. As the colonies began to be settled and organized in the New World, for the most part, they each had their own identity. They were each independent of the others, with limited interaction. But one thing each of these colonies did share was a heritage of prayer. Let me give you an example of just one of them. William Penn was the founder of the colony of Pennsylvania. In 1684, William Penn delivered his Prayer for Philadelphia, which is now on a plaque in the Philadelphia City Hall. Here's an excerpt of William Penn's prayer. O Philadelphia, that thou mayest be kept from the evil that would overwhelm thee, that faithful to the God of thy mercies thou mayest be preserved to the end. My soul prays to God for thee that thou mayest stand in the day of trial that thy children may be blessed and thy people saved by his power. In the first half of the 1700s, the revival known as the Great Awakening swept through the colonies, ignited by praying men like Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield. Every one of our founding fathers was in some way impacted by the Great Awakening, some directly, some indirectly, but all of them to some degree. By the 1770s, the oppression and injustices of Great Britain led the colonies to unite in a meeting called the First Continental Congress. Delegates from every colony but Georgia met in Philadelphia in September of 1774 to discuss their differences with the king. John Adams, a delegate from Massachusetts, wrote to his wife, describing how the First Continental Congress began with prayer by Pastor Jacob Duchesne. Here's an excerpt of that prayer. Be thou present, O God of wisdom, and direct the counsel of this honorable assembly. Shower down on them and the millions they represent such blessings as thou seest expedient for them in this world, and crown them with everlasting glory in the world to come. All this we ask in the name and through the merits of Jesus Christ, thy Son and our Savior, 
Amen. Pastor Duche's prayer was followed by a prayer meeting among the delegates that lasted for hours. On April 19, 1775, which is also the date that the shot heard round the world was fired at Concord, the governor of Connecticut, Jonathan Trumbull, called for a day of fasting and prayer. On July 3, 1775, Governor Trumbull wrote a letter to General Washington, letting him know about the day of prayer and fasting. While the Continental Army was encamped at Valley Forge in the winter of 1777, General Washington made his headquarters in the house of a Quaker named Isaac Potts. As Isaac Potts made his way home one night, he heard the voice of a man out in the woods. He left the trail and walked toward the sound of the man's voice. Eventually, he saw a sight that he said he would never forget. There, kneeling in the snow, was George Washington, the general of the Continental Army. Potts said he was interceding for his men, his cause, and his beloved country. Potts slipped quietly away and went to his house. When he got there, his wife said, You look perplexed. What's wrong? Isaac Potts said, I am perplexed. Until today, I've always thought that being a soldier was incompatible with being a Christian. But I've been convinced that the head of this American army is a genuine man of God. I'm certain God hears his prayers. And I'd be shocked if God doesn't do some great things for this country. If we had the time, I could give you scores of more stories, quotes, and proofs that America was prayed into existence. As you celebrate the birthday of our great nation, understand that we only enjoy these great national blessings because our forefathers prayed, and be conscious that our only hope of keeping these blessings is for us to pray. Christian, America was prayed into existence. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.